Mic check, one, two, one, two. What's up? This is Ivan. Jared. And Bogdan. And we're from... The Unified! Unified. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Live at UBC Vancouver. Leave your winter blues and bring your dancing shoes and join us at the Backstage Lounge of Granville Island, Friday, December 13th, with two local funk sensations, The Unified and Deep Seated. Doors at 9, covers 10 bucks. See you there. Are you not sure where to go on campus? Traveling late at night and afraid to go alone? Call SafeWalk, a free service where a co-ed team will take you anywhere you need to go on campus. Don't walk alone. For a walk, add SafeWalk to your phone. Call 604-822-5355. That's 604-822-5355. Alternatively, use a UBC Blue phone and ask for SafeWalk, approach any SafeWalk team, or drop by our office on the main floor of the sub across from the gallery lounge. Listening to CITR 101.9 FM, this is Sarah Lapsley. So, I'm going to introduce Blank Verse. It's a series that we often now run after the Arts Report. And Blank Verse is a web series about William Shakespeare and the great writers of his time, reimagined as modern day university students. Featuring famous names like Chris Marlowe, Ben Johnson, and Thomas Kidd, the series takes the historical events and context in which Shakespeare produced his famous works and throws them into the contemporary world. What would it be like if Shakespeare had not existed until now? How do we define greatness in our modern culture? Who is William Shakespeare? Created by theatre and film graduates from the University of British Columbia and featuring rising stars from across Canada and established voices in the Vancouver theatre community, this ambitious project draws attention to the struggle of artists in our contemporary world and examines our place within the cultural atmosphere of the past 500 years, all while letting a group of theater nerds play within the life of arguably the best writer of our time. So here we go, part one of this week's Blank Verse. Welcome to the second episode of the radio adaptation of Blank Verse. I'm Amanda Conkin, the executive producer of this web series about William Shakespeare and the great writers of his time reimagined as modern-day university students.
In Act 2, we see the relationship between Chris Marlowe, Ben Johnson, and Will Shakespeare develop. They're each facing their own hardships at Bankside University. Ben Johnson has realized that some of her credits to graduate from grade 12 are currently conflicting with the Bankside University curriculum. Chris Marlowe is feeling manipulated by Elizabeth Tudor and the rest of the creative writing faculty. And Will Shakespeare is trying to get his script, Titus Andronicus, made into a major feature film. I used to believe in the rules. I used to believe they protected you. I used to believe in their fairness, their justice, their perfection. Sure, it was a pen, but the pen kept the wolves out. And besides, there was lots of room in that pen, enough room for everyone. I never went in for that rules are meant to be broken nonsense. If rules are meant to be broken, then they wouldn't be rules, right? I followed the rules my entire life. I went to class every day. I never skipped. I was never even late. When I got the chicken box in grade four, they had to drag me out of class. I studied. I did my homework. I even read the recommended readings over summer break. No parties, no booze, and certainly none of this. I never even used a curse word, and for all that, I was rewarded. I was the first ever high school student granted early admission into the creative writing program. They even let me take courses for extra credit. And all because I followed the rules. But the rules can be used against you. People can use the rules against you. People can fuck you with the rules. Because the rules aren't there for us. They're there for the people who make the rules. The rules are a pen. A pen that the wolves built. Wow, Ben. Guess you gotta grow up sometime. Shakespeare. What about him? Have you seen this? What is it? It's a letter from Palamon Pictures. It appears Mr. Shakespeare has sent them a story to option. So I send out stories all the time. So you're aware that I need to approve all the stories that are written as part of the creative writing undergraduate program. Surely he didn't send them something he wrote here. We are excited to sit down and have a meeting with both you and Mr. Shakespeare and discuss the future of his exciting Titus Andronicus. It seems Mr. Shakespeare thought it would help him if he mentioned he was a student at our institution. Titus Andronicus was the short story he handed in to me. Yes. Well, it was really good. It was brilliant. I mean, a bit over the top with the blatant sexual brutality, the mutilation, not to mention the cannibalism, but a strong revenge story, a... A brilliant reimagining of a forgotten genre. Then let him have it. You know the school's policy. No optioning or publishing in the first or second years. Of course. Moreover, Mr. Shakespeare used the school's name while unauthorized to do so. Went over my head and, most importantly, has greatly displeased me. I don't like it when students displease me, especially... Nobody's from the boonies who think that because they've written a sonnet, they're the next Chaucer. Shakespeare's talented, 
but he needs a serious dose of humility. What does this have to do with me? I want you to give Shakespeare his story back. I want you to change the A you are going to give him to an F. And I want you to tell him from me that if he ever pulls another stunt like this again, he can pack his ass back to Strathcona or Salisbury or whatever podunk town he comes from. Why me? Well, he wanted to be in your tutorial so badly. It'll do it good to hear it from you. Oh, and when you have a chance, I need to speak to Georgia Peel Green. Green Peel. She also submitted a Titus story, a poorly drawn ballad, and an obvious rip-off of Shakespeare. We need to speak to her about the idea of novelty. Oh, and, um... Sign this. Ta-ta. And then he feeds them to their mother-in-law, and then they all stab each other, and everybody dies. <laughs> My God, Will, where did you even come up with an idea like that? I ever heard this chick in class talking about uh, this story that her grandpa or something told her, this kind of eat your veggies or else type deal. And so I looked it up, and I found all these old translations of these Italian folk tales. And there it was, the tragic history of Titus Andronicus. It was good, but it was missing a little something. And then I remembered... One of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, the one about Virginia and Virginius, the kind of, if my daughter's honor hath been, blah, blah, blah. And so I mixed in a little Ovid and Seneca for good measure, and that and a little Tarantino, and there you have it. I should be hearing back any day now. You got Professor Tudor's permission, of course. Pardon? You got Tudor's permission, right? She doesn't usually let first years submit their work for publishing or production. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hmm. Anyway... I have a class to get to. Uh, great work, though, Will. Let me know how that works out for you. Uh, ben, very nice to meet you. And Mary, I'll see you around. I'll be there. Great. Bye, everyone. <clears throat> so, are you two, uh... Who? Henry? We're just friends. Yeah. What? Okay, so maybe more than that. I don't know. It's complicated. It always is. Who was that? Your wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare. Uh-oh. Looks like I'm in trouble. Wait here for me, Ben? Yep, yep. Sit. Where's Professor Tudor? She will not be attending this meeting. Sit. Why? Because I will be conducting this meeting. Sit. You are probably wondering why we are having this meeting. Not until just now. We are here to talk about your short story. Uh, look, I just overheard that chick talking about it. I got different sources. My story is completely different. We are not here to talk about that. 
This is awesome! I didn't think they'd actually like it. It's, it's a bit bloody. I mean, they're gonna have to give it an R rating, and R movies never use Did you ask permission before you sent your story to Palamon? Well, I tried to make an appointment, but Liz was so busy that You I... are aware that all stories written within the creative writing program belong jointly to the creative writing program and the author, and that any publication or production rights must receive approval from the department. Therefore, Professor Tudor. I figured it was better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. So yes, you are aware. Yes. I'm afraid it is department policy that in situations like this, formal reprimand is, must be issued. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give you an F. What?! You're lucky you didn't get kicked out. What? This is bullshit! Ugh, excuse me? It's a good story! Yes, it is, but you went above Tudor's head. She's pissed. I thought you'd understand. What? Faustus! It's amazing. It's shooting right now. Yeah, but I was fourth year when I wrote Faustus. Tudor never lets first years publish their work. And that's not fair. Will, just take the hit. It's a slap on the wrist. You're a good writer. You just have to learn some patience. Anything else? No. You're free to go. You know, I thought this program was supposed to create good writers, not sheep. Sheep? Good writers take risks. They push the envelope. Here they just want you to sit in the meadow until it's time for shearing. If I'd wanted to be a sheep, I would have stayed in Stratford. to talk to you, actually. Oh? Professor Tudor needs to cancel her tutorial on Wednesday afternoons. Did you get the email? No. Oh, shoot. I knew I shouldn't have deviated from Apple Mail. It's in my junk folder. That explains it. No problem. There is still room on Wednesday morning. Yes, problem. I'm in class on Wednesday mornings. Can you rearrange it? No, my guidance counselor is giving me enough trouble as it is. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm sorry. You have to take the tutorial to get the credit. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I'm sorry. Why did she have to change the time anyway? She got hired as a producer for the Faustus movie. She has weekly meetings during that time. So I'm supposed to rearrange my entire life because of some stupid Bieber movie? I'm sorry. Maybe you can change tutorials with someone. I already did that. I had to rearrange my life as it was. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, me too. Shakespeare, come here. You're right, Will. This is bullshit. You want revenge? What? Yes. Then meet me in my place at seven. I have a plan. A billion dollars on the ground, all stretched out and uncurled, would extend about four times around the circumference of the world. 
Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, The Regional Assembly of Text, Temple of the Modern Girl Boutique, The Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or online at citr.ca. Right here on News 101. What motivated you to become a candidate in the provincial election? The media portrayal of last week's protest that resulted in polarizing images of black-clad activists taking to the streets. He was just explaining to us the reason why they wanted to show this film on campus. The official stance is that we are for the Olympics. News 101 reporter Brad Pepping was there. By discriminating against homeless people in Vancouver, there's a disproportionate impact on Aboriginal people as well as people with disabilities. I was pretty outraged. I mean, it is outrageous. In-depth coverage from an alternative perspective. News 101 is Vancouver's only live, volunteer-produced student and community newscast, bringing you local, national, and international news from an alternative perspective. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 5 p.m. right here on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Live streaming and podcasts are available online at citr.ca. Hi, we're back on CITR. You're listening to sort of an arts reporty offshoot called Blank Verse. I'm going to play part two right now. I just received a phone call from a young man named Patrick who gave me a bit of a rough time, but he's got a song request, which I will play immediately after part two of Blank Verse. Here it is. Chris Marlowe has decided to work with Ben and Will to get back at Professor Tudor. All three of them meet at Chris Marlowe's apartment to discuss their plan for revenge. For the past four months, Liz has been working on a screenplay. She's been obsessing over it. I think it's gone through two or three drafts already. It's gotten a lot of interest from Palamon. Okay. Chris Marlowe has decided to work with Ben and Will to get back at Professor Tudor. All three of them meet at Chris Marlowe's apartment to discuss their plan for revenge. For the past four months, Liz has been working on a screenplay. She's been obsessing over it. I think it's gone through two or three drafts already. It's gotten a lot of interest from Palamon. Okay, so how does this help us? I say we sneak into her office. Hack into her computer, and then send it off to Palamon Pictures. Wait, wouldn't that help, Tudor? Oh, it's nowhere near ready. There's a reason why there's so many drafts. I've seen it. It's bad. It's based on some crappy novel. It's filled with plot holes and inconsistencies. Oh, it's sure to get rejected if it goes out now. Okay, so what's the plan?
Okay, the first thing we'll have to figure out is how to get in. We'll figure it out. Once we're in, I'm counting on you, Will, to make sure that nobody interrupts us. Guard duty? I thought you said nobody was gonna be there. No, nobody should be there. Well, I wanted to do something cool. I don't want to be a lame lookout. Ben and I are going to need to know if anyone is coming. Besides, nobody knows Max better than Ben. That being said, it'll take some time for us to get in. Anything could happen. Will, what are you doing here at this hour? Well, I'm just, uh... What's with the get-up? I'm... Uh, uh... Tom Wyatt is hosting a beat poetry night. Oh, I didn't know Tom was hosting a beat night. I love Ginsburg. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast. What are you doing here? I'm, um, waiting for someone. Waiting for someone? Mm. Who? Uh, Ben. Oh, so you and Ben then? <laughs> no. No. Uh, you don't have a date then? No. Maybe I can tag along. Really? But Ben is coming and... <laughs> That's okay, I can wait. Unless... Oh, I get it. You and Ben aren't... But you're waiting for her, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, uh, you have no idea. Well, let me know how it goes. Uh, see you around, Shakespeare. And, uh, good luck. After Chris and Ben successfully send Liz's seemingly incomplete script to Palamon Studios, they all head back to Chris Marlowe's apartment to celebrate and eat some pie. I can't believe we did it. <laughs> I gotta hand it to you guys. I really didn't think we were gonna pull it off last night. It was a great plan. Ooh, you weren't so bad yourself. Where'd you learn to like, do computers so good? <laughs> I'm in high school. Computers are my life. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is that a picture of Leo Rex on your wall? Uh, did you know that's based off Oedipus Rex? True story. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That whole scene where they're dangling Simba off by his foot. It's total yeah. nod to Sophocles. Yeah, or or when they leave Simba in the, the elfin graveyard. <laughs> but that means Nala is... Oh, <laughs> no, ew! Mm -hmm. uh, <gasps> Plans for Thanksgiving? Are you going back to Stratford? No, there's nothing for me there. Who is it? Oops. Is it Mary? Mm -hmm. Just a second! Hey Shakespeare, what are you spazzing about for? Nothing. Tom, what are you doing here? Nice to see you too. I'm sorry, hey, how's it going? Interesting. Have you heard? Heard? Mm, you're gonna love this. Looks like your boss is in a little bit of trouble. Oh? It's all over the news. 
She sent in some shitty script to Palamon. So they didn't like it. No, they fucking loved it. Of course. No, th this is something else. Arseet Films found out about it. Turns out Olis's script was under some kind of bidding war. She already agreed to terms with Arseet for the amount of three million dollars. Needless to say, they were a little pissed to find out the script they bought was being offered to their main competition. They filed suit this morning. What? I thought you'd be happy. Why would that make me happy? Well, the school was part of that deal too. In the addition of the three mil, RC promised to build a brand new creative writing complex. No more sharing with the English department. Plus, the creative writing program was in that deal too, and if that goes down, that means no more bullshit for Faustus. It's a win-win. Yeah. Win-win. At the end of Act 2, we realize that Chris Marlowe, Ben Johnson, and Will Shakespeare are all going to have to deal with the fallout of their failed revenge plot. As we move into Act 3, we'll find out how some of this conflict resolves itself, and we're also going to meet a brand new character, Georgia Roberta Greenpeel. While Georgia has yet to appear in the episodes themselves, she's been an active presence at Bankside University as the head of The Messenger Speech, the student-run newspaper. Before we hear her interact with our main characters, let's go back and listen to some of the content that she's been producing for The Messenger Speech so far. Hello, Bankside University. I'm Georgia Roberta Greenpeel, and I'm excited to welcome you to The Messenger Speech, Bankside University's very own student-run newspaper and blog. Well, vlog, I guess that's what this is. Anyway, um, I'm a creative writing student, and I was looking for new ways to get involved in the university and with um, the creative writing department as a whole. And uh, Professor Tudor suggested that I get in touch with The Messenger Speech, and so here I am. Um, I'm looking forward to bringing you all the news and gossip from all over campus, as well as hopefully a few juicy interviews as well. I'm sure Chris Marlowe would be more than happy to do an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with the messenger speech, and of course I'd be more than happy to do that myself. Um, yeah, she's pretty great, and actually the whole department, so talented, and I'm, I'm really excited to finally be a part of a department like this one. Anyway, um, please follow, retweet, tweet us, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, cover all your bases on Facebook and the like, and uh, I look forward to updating you every Wednesday. So tune in, and this is Georgia Roberta Greenfield signing out. Hey guys, my name is Georgia Roberta Greenfield, and I'm interviewing people for the student newspaper The Messenger Speech. Can I ask you two a few questions? Yes. Sure. How are you enjoying your first week at Bankside University? Every morning I wake up and I ask myself if I want to go to school or not to go to school. How are your classes? I get to write down my song. Cool. What class did you just come from? Marlowe. Chris Marlowe. Oh my god, you're in Marlowe's TA group? Oh, I'm jealous. I tried really hard to get into that group, but it's super full. Is it still super full? Do you think people are going to drop out? I would kill to get into that group. Has she talked about Faust? Has she talked about the movie at all? I can't wait. Hey, are you in Marlo's group as well? Who? 
Chris Marlowe. Chris Marlowe. I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, thanks, guys. This week's act was directed by Brian Cochran, written by Aaron Adams, and produced and engineered by David Cowling. It featured the acting talents of Xander Williams, Claire Hesselgrave, Emma Middleton, Matt Resnick, Candace Simon, Nathaniel Vass, and Deb Pickman. All of our transmedia content, including the messenger speech, is produced by Laura McLean. For a full list of credits for Act 2, you can head to our website, blankverse.tv. For more information about the show, you can also follow us on our social media links, Twitter at BlankVerseTV, Facebook.com slash BlankVerseTV, and BlankVerseTV.tumblr.com. Once again, I'm the executive producer of BlankVerse, Amanda Konkin, and I wanted to thank you for listening to this radio adaptation of our web series. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-da, ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-